that I used to say that so frequently that bis that bliss bis fuck you <laughs> that bliss would constantly incorrectly spell bitch because I, I said I it so fucking frequently I did know that Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined as usual by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity Holden. I cannot look at you directly right now. I cannot do it. Howdy, folks. He's wearing a fucking cowboy hat over his headphones. That's the only way I can make it work. (laughs) I'm so mad about it. (laughs) This week, we're taking a look at Bo Burnham's 2013 comedy special, What?, which is available on Netflix and on YouTube. But before we get into that, Holden. What is your current hyperfixation? I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I can't fuck. I will be. I am able to look at you for like a couple of seconds, and I ignore it, right. and then it comes. Cra- and then reality comes crashing down very quickly. What upset is it? The fact that I'm wearing the hat over the headphones. Is I don't know what it is. You, or I is it the fact that I'm wearing a cowboy hat? I'm just gonna answer the question as yes. Okay, good to know. So my current hyperfixation is not cowboys. Uh, this is just part of a Halloween costume. Uh, I picked it up as a joke uh, off of my little hat rack, and uh, it was funny. And then I was like, I'm bummed I can't wear this because I would wear this every time we record. And then I just kind of put it on top of my headphones, <laughs> and it doesn't really stay where I want it to stay. It doesn't. It, it's it's very funny. I do it, hate it. It is rocking back and forth. Anyway, um, hyperfixation. Yeah, so I'm hyperfixating on uh, Blink-182, the band. Why? Because they just released a new album. Ah, I see. And With Tom DeLonge again? Yes. Thought so. So Tom is back in the band. Is the Alkaline Trio dude still in there, or did he leave? No, the, leave he up. left. Um, And they're not on bad terms with him. Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, if you don't know the Blink lore, took over for at, for Tom DeLonge when Tom DeLonge left Blink-182 for the second time. Um, Or rather, they broke up. They broke the up the time. first time. He left the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and they got I mean. Matt Skiba. I forgot his name. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just released a new album, and I'll be so for real, it's actually really good. It's actually really good. Yeah. Um, our other brother, Jack, is a bigger Blink fan than I am. He was, he's a giant, he used to be a gigantic Blink fan. And he, still he still is. He still is. Yeah. Um, he knows all, like, the lore, and, like, he watches, like, interviews of them as and stuff and listens to all their side projects and shit yeah um but yeah so they released uh a little while ago this month uh a new album and like i said it's pretty good uh but leading up to it i started listening to them just because i was like oh yeah i like the singles that they've released uh, from the album, so let me just listen to more of their stuff. So when I'm driving, the like four albums that are in constant rotation right now um, are Neighborhoods, which is one of their best albums, mm-hmm. California, which is the most okayest album of all time. <laughs> but I have special nostalgia for that album, so I love that album, even though I also know it is just okay. And they're self-titled initially were the three. And then when the new one came out, now that one's also in the rotation. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, the album is really good. You get, they do like, uh, like the kind of experimental shit, but they also do like the very, like, like the way Jack put it, Jack's our other brother. If you don't know, I think you already said that. Um, I don't 
remember. I think you said our other brother, Jack, earlier. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> um, he said that it feels like everyone who listens to Blink is getting everything they want from this album. Because mm-hmm. he okay. really likes their more like, because they kind of went like progressive pop punk with, with neighborhoods. Right, yeah. Much um, darker sound on that album. Yeah, yeah. And like more technical mm-hmm. as well. And so they have that sound on um, on this new album, and they also kind of have that, like, return to form. So, like, there's a, a, a pretty clear split in the album after the song Blink Wave, which is a new wave song, mm-hmm. like, with synths and such. Okay. To the end of the album, it's, like, that kind of neighborhoods, dogs eating dogs experimental weird kind of thing. They have a song called Fuckface, <laughs> which is only 30 seconds long. And it is like their most hardcore punk song that they've ever released. Okay. Um, and it's really good. And my only problem with that song is it's only 30 seconds long. And I would love for them to do a two minute long version of that, like with an actual verse or, or and chorus, as opposed to just what they have. Um, and before blank wave, it's a lot of, it's like almost going through the eras you know, they have, like, early on, they have, like, stuff that sounds like it's off of Dude Ranch. They have stuff that sounds like it's off of Cheshire Cat, Enema of the State, uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, self-titled, like, songs kind of, like, it's almost like they're going through the eras, hit Blink Wave, which is all, like, which is nothing they've ever done is like that, and then going through everything else. So, I've been kind of off Blink-182 for a while because... One day, I don't know exactly what happened, but, like, I can no longer fucking stand Tom DeLonge's voice. You know what, dude? His voice has gotten better. I think his, vo- his voice his has gotten vo- better. Dude, I've, I've listened to a bunch of their stuff, and, like, their, their earlier stuff was in my rotation a little while ago. Like, I was just kind of going through, like, the whole discography. He is so upset by the cowboy. I, look, we're having we're trying to have a serious conversation, and you had a very, very serious face talking about music very passionately. And then I just looked at you like he's still wearing that stupid fucking cowboy hat on top of his fucking headphones. Continue what you were saying. Um, and you know, early like Carousel is off their first album. That's like their first like real big hit. Um, and Tom's voice, I will admit is terrible in that song. Um, he still has that kind of like nasally voice nasally, but it's definitely like better. Okay. Like it's not as bad. And you know what? I've been listening to their self-titled, which has the song. I miss you on it, which everyone knows is the, where are you? Yeah. 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 It's not that bad on the album. It's actually, it, it sounds fine on that album. Personally. I, I just haven't really gone back and listened to blank and I might just have to listen to this album. Do it. Give it a shot. Yeah, I might as well. Anyway, how about some context? How about some context, Griffin? Robert Pickering, his middle name is Pickering. 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 Interesting. Bo Burnham is an American comedian, musician, actor, and filmmaker. His work combines elements of filmmaking with comedy genres such as music, sketch, and stand-up, often with a dramatic or tragic twist. Following his success as one of the earliest YouTube stars throughout the late 2000s, Burnham gained 
notability in the early 2010s for his satirical and subversive stand-up and musical comedy. He made four comedy albums with Comedy Central Records, released three comedy specials, Words, 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 What, and Make Happy in 2010, 2013, and 2016, respectively, created and starred in the MTV mockumentary Zack Stone is going to be, mockumentary series, Zack Stone is going to be famous, Mm -hmm. and published a a poetry book, Egghead, or You Can't Survive on Ideas Alone. He then announced a career shift away from comedy in 2016 before making his filmmaking debut as the writer and director of the critically acclaimed drama film Eighth Grade. Came out in 2018. Which, in my opinion, is just okay. He also directed other comedians' comedy specials and co-starred in the Academy Award-winning comedy thriller film Promni... He also directed other comedians' comedy specials and co-starred in the Academy Award-winning comedy thriller film Promising Young Woman. He was really good in Promising Young Woman. That movie is very good. Also, of the comedians that he directed their stand-up specials for, do you know who he directed for? No, I don't. Chris fucking Rock. Actually, I think you, you must Chris, have, I think Chris you brought this Rock, up last time we covered Bo Burnham. I think so. Chris Rock did uh, his special, I think it's Tambourine, which we'll probably, we'll cover Chris Rock in general eventually. We'll definitely cover that one um yeah i think that was like 2019 2018 i think uh and it was directed by bo burnham Burnham isn't that crazy isn't that crazy that's crazy that's crazy burnham created and starred in his fourth special inside 2021 without a crew or audience during the covid19 pandemic it was released by netflix to widespread acclaim and was nominated in six categories in the 73rd emmy awards uh, also got a bunch of awards for at the at the 64th Grammys, one best song written for visual media. Uh, three songs also pit from the special appeared on the Billboard charts and were certified gold, as was the accompanying album Inside the Songs. He's also gone. He's also had many many songs go viral on TikTok over the past year alone. Uh, not to mention yeah. the past like three or four years. This is. Not his first comedy special. His first special was Words, Words, Words. But this was the special that introduced me to Bo Burnham. Yeah, Words, Words, Words was his first filmed special, and it's very hard to find a version of it. Really? Um. Yeah. It was not his first album, though. Yes. That was his second al- like full album, third release. He had an EP called Bo For Show. Mm-hmm. which had a lot of repeats on his self-titled album, which was his first actual album. And then Words, Words, Words was his second album. We have also covered his other two major specials. Uh, first, we covered Make Happy, and then we covered Inside. Mm-hmm. During a long stretch of specials where, for one reason or another, I was not yeah. laughing. <laughs> also, our season finale of season one. Also, the season finale of season one was inside. I think that actually kind of kickstarted the, the, the like four or five weeks of me not find uh, either not laughing because it was either not funny or it was inside, which is a famously yeah. difficult watch. Yeah, I still like it. Oh no, I'm not, it's it, it's by no means bad. It's just a difficult thing to watch. Mm-hmm. So so. This was an interesting viewing experience. For mm-hmm. a little further context, so we're not out of the woods just yet. Like I said, this is the first thing that introduced me to Bo Burnham. Me as well. This is a lot of people's first a lot of a lot him. of Bo Burnham fan. A lot of people who have been Bo Burnham fans for years 
Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to hit the fucking douche kazoo while you're wearing a fucking cowboy hat and while I'm looking directly <laughs> at you? You're really going to do this to me? You're really going to do this to me? I thought you didn't care because I've been doing it so consistently. I have been making fun of you every time I've seen you do it and now you're wearing a fucking cowboy hat while you're doing it. It does feel weird. Anyway, this came out when I was in high school, and I watched it when I was in my senior year of high school. I watched it on the recommendation of not only a bunch of my classmates who had been recommended it by our uh, our acting teacher, uh, Miss Grandy Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, name dropping. Yeah, she said a lot of she she. I don't think she's involved in theater anymore, but she had a but she grew up a theater kid and she was a theater teacher and directed uh show plays and musicals when she was working at the Performing Arts Academy. Um and she cared a lot, she cares a lot about theater and theatricality and stuff like that. And she had a lot of really good things to say about what? And as, you know, she was someone I looked up to. She's someone whose opinion I very much valued, so I checked it out and at the time I thought it was like wildly crazy funny mm-hmm. uh cutting edge and stuff like that mm-hmm. that and i was, think it was especially for 2013 and for 2013 it was very ahead of its time with where comedy was yes is, i personally ugh, let me not hit that p so hard <laughs> i personally uh would cite this as sort of the major shift in comedy in the 2000s um, we have a lot of very heavy introspective comedy now. Mm. It's very popular. And I think that this special specifically, Bo Burnham, of course, but this special specifically. Really popularized. Really it. popularized it because he he was a successful comedian before this. Like he was mm-hmm. doing shows, he was going on tour, but he wasn't really like a big name in comedy. And now he is arguably one of the biggest comedians out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he's actually out there performing anymore still. Yeah. Cause he, cause he planned he, on it and then like, and then, like yeah, we the, and then the funniest inside. thing happened. Yeah. And, and what, um, and then filming what ruined him all over again. You mean inside? I meant inside. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Did I say what? You said what? I said, yeah. Filming inside fucking ruined him again. Yeah. I think just the, the pandemic ruined him in, in general. Just like it ruined a lot of people. That's not like saying yeah. him out. Oh yeah. 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 Um, when I'm doing this, I'm looking away from you because I need a few minutes. I need a few moments to not be looking. I am going to take it off just because it's kind of pissing me off. Okay, good. The cowboy hat is now in my lap for those of you who don't have the video, which is all of you. <laughs> the video that does not exist. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've gone on record saying you hate video podcasts. Listen, I do, but maybe one day we'll have to do it to be a little more cutting edge. Anyway, this is obviously what turned me on to Bo Burnham, and I was no stranger to introspective comedy beforehand because I'm a big Bill Hicks fan and have been for most of my life at this point. Mm -hmm. But times have changed. Mm -hmm. Bo Burnham has changed. Mm -hmm. Something that I couldn't help but think about was the TV show Arrested Development. How, How it was super good... It was super cutting edge and really ahead of its time. For 2003. For 2003. When it came out. Now it's... 
probably bliss. What were they saying that they were going to be There's, here? I, they asked if they could come over and they're just going to hang in the kitchen and eat while we're recording. Okay. Um, that is bliss. I can yeah. Find. It was really, really ahead of its time 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now things have changed. Things have caught up. It, it, we have not only caught up to it, but we have surpassed it. Yeah. Bo Burnham's What was very, very good introspective comedy for 2013. Now, it's kind of not bad by any means, but not. It, it doesn't it doesn't hit as hard. It doesn't hit as hard. It doesn't hit as hard. It. It, it, it was, you know, it was the envelope pushing thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's. Kind of tame. By introspection standards, yeah. by comedy standards, and it's extremely different from what Bo Burnham did in his next special, three years later. And something we got to keep in mind, oh yeah, Bo Burnham in this special is 22 years old. He's 22. I thought he was 21. No, he's. Tw- they say at the beginning of the special, this is Bo. He is 21. He is 22 oh, years yeah. old. Oh yeah. Um, and you got, but you got to hand it to him for like the time. Oh yeah. For his age, I'm. I mean, you know. You're a year older than that. I'm five years older than that. Yeah. He, I I can never, ever deny, and I know, I don't think I ever will deny the talent that Bo Burnham has. Bo Burnham is a ridiculously talented human being. And going back to my earlier point about theatricality, uh, Grandy Hill said that the, that the opening number to what was one of the most theatrical things she's ever seen. Yeah. Because of the way that it escalates and it like what he starts out with in his pockets and how he mm-hmm. starts out costumed. He starts out in a hoodie, two pairs of tearaway pants, a mouthful of water and a pocket full of confetti. That's how he starts at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And that number is just like all over the place in the best way. It's just mm-hmm. like, Hitting a bunch of stuff. That that number is actually kind of emblematic of the entire special. It's yeah. very all over the place. Is doing it's doing a lot. There's a lot of introspection, um, and there's that kind of dark humor mm-hmm. running throughout it. Yeah, and some of it's just kind of silly. Yeah, uh, Bo Burnham is is someone that I think brilliantly and genius and ingeniously. Is- <laughs> Geniusly, <laughs> as the but as the how do you with with genius? I I I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that question for you. Wow. Goes to show how I'm supposed to be good with words. <laughs> it would appear not. Um. He he very easily goes from lowbrow to highbrow. Yes. And he does it beautifully in seconds. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't really work or rather not that it doesn't work. It's just more offensive. Yeah. Um, that is, that is, you know, and I, I, I don't think that that's anything that's not known at this point. Yeah. He, I don't know he addresses he, it in, inside with his song. Inside. Sorry. And he, um, I think a lot of people, especially people who are Bo Burnham fans who, like me, grew up with Bo in the sense that, you know, he was a 22-year-old kid when he made that special. I was an 18-year-old kid when I do it, or when I listen to it. It's been 10 years 
Um, so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of regret. There's a lot of things that Bo Burnham, like, openly regrets and, like, has apologized for. Yeah, because, In that you know, special. And not even special. just that special in the stuff he does beforehand. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he, he was a sheltered kid who wrote offensive shit, and he said it is literally a line in in, in Sorry. Um, which I really like that song. Um, yeah, this special, Bo Burnham makes comedy. It, I, I would argue to say that he's a stand-up comedian because he kind of isn't. Yeah. He's he's a, he's like, he does one man show. I was even thinking that exact same thing. Like this is less a stand-up comedy special. I think we said this, uh, during make happy and especially during what? Yeah. That this is more of a one-man show than... You said what? God damn it. I keep saying what. I mean to say inside. We said this during... I'm pretty sure we said it during Make Happy, and we almost definitely said it during Inside, that he does more one-man shows than he does Mm stand-up. Because he doesn't doesn't do, like, your typical stand-up bits at all in this special. No. He makes kind of weird one-liners and jokes, but most of the time it's songs or theatrical pieces. Yeah. It's, it's impressive, especially considering, you know, okay. Um, especially considering how young he is and how well Mm -hmm. he like just handles everything. It's, Mm -hmm. it's super impressive for the time for his age. But I do think this is something that we've kind of moved past. Yeah. Not that it's not... If if it is like you believe, and I don't think you're entirely wrong, that this is the special that like really popularized introspection in comedy that we're seeing today. Um, uh, you know, the classics have their place. You know, in a sense, it is a classic, and the classics have their place, but, you know... We've all learned from it. We've all we can all take from it. Yeah, I think that's a good segue to move on to the back half of this episode. So we'll yeah. take a quick break and move on to favorite, least favorite bit. Ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Howdy, folks. Welcome back. (laughs) The hat is back on. It's okay. I'm going to get my revenge. Okay. The tears I cry today will lube up the cheeks I clap tomorrow. (laughs) That's revenge. I love that. I thought you'd hate hearing me say it. It does suck to hear it coming out of your mouth, but That's the revenge it's, part. it's good enough to where it doesn't matter. <laughs> now we're back. Holy shit. All right. Let's start with favorite, not favorite, least favorite. What was your least favorite bit? 
because I have one in the chamber, and it's always been my least favorite bit. I I don't know that I have a specific least favorite bit. I'll be honest. I didn't laugh a whole lot during this special. Mm-hmm. Not because it was bad, by no means was it. Um, but just because it wasn't, like I said, I, I, but like there was there was a lot of stuff that didn't work. My point is there was a lot of stuff that I don't think really worked. Mm-hmm. I might have thought it worked back in the day. I might not have. I only watched this special the one other time. Give an example. Um. Uh, honestly, the example that's really coming to mind is the Andy the Frog story. Okay, that is my least favorite. That is bit, your least and favorite. It has bit? always been my least favorite bit. Uh, he has the one good joke in there, but even then, that's kind of questionable. I mean, it's... about the tadpole porn. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's one of those things that's like I think it's it's so outlandish that you know the offensiveness of it like I think you can joke about those things and like I've said always you can joke about anything you just got to write a good enough joke I think that is absurd enough to where it kind of not excuses it but makes it you know not objectionable if that makes sense to you mm-hmm. um but yeah, I just don't like I, that bit. Just feels so out of place. Yeah, in the rest of the 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 special, and it just like every time I see it, it just takes the winds right out of my sails. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm like bored. Anytime I've ever turned off what because I'm like eh, I'm not feeling it. It's during that bit. But luckily, it's not that long. Whenever I listen to what through on Spotify. Um, I always skip that track because I don't right, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just doesn't really work for me. It's it just it doesn't really seem like his style, and it's okay that it's in there because it's clear that he's still tra- trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so again, I, I respect him like experimenting and trying to do stuff. I just think that that didn't really pan out for him. And in Make Happy and Inside. We don't see anything like that, so yeah. he doesn't try it again. Because I, so I think he probably knows uh, yeah. it didn't really. And work. again, he's twenty-two years old in this special. He's a child. Yeah, he's a creature. Or he's not a creature. He's a child. He's not a child. He's a creature. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite bit? Honestly, repeat stuff. <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking that, good. That one is really funny. I've always found the part where he, uh, just fucking starts filleting the the microphone to be very funny (laughs) to just it stops in the middle of his song goes oh hi satan and just starts blowing the mic i think it's impressive it is very funny he just wraps his mouth around it (laughs) jaw unhinges almost like a snake uh but yeah i i i think it's 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 not very topical now because music has also changed. Like this music also, has changed this, a lot, and it's been ten years. So been I'm glad ten it whole has. Fucking years. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, I didn't dude. Really think about that until just this moment. But yeah. Um. It was. It's just funny. Uh. The there's another version of it as well. So yeah, yeah. That he made a music video for it was pretty. Yeah. Good. So when you listen to what the album, there are. Three tracks that are not in the uh, special at all. One of them being Repeat Stuff studio version. Um, sorry, four tracks, including Repeat Stuff. So there's Repeat Stuff studio version. There's Nerds, which is just okay. Um, 
which it definitely feels like it's him going through like high school trauma. Then there's <laughs> Channel Five, which is about the news, which is a little it's a dark one. And then Hell of a Ride, which is a an interesting one. Um Hell of a Ride feels like it's right off of words, words, words. What was your favorite bit? Not a funny one. We really? think we know you. Really? I think that's I do my really bit. like that as well. Because again, going back to uh what Grandy Hill said, she said that's one of the best like critiques of being a creator, like what it's like to be a creator mm-hmm. and like the parasocial relationship you form with fans and stuff mm-hmm. that she's ever seen. And again, though this was again like eight, nine years ago at this point. I still think it probably holds true. And I think par- I think especially parasocial so relationships with- currently have probably been the worst they've ever been. But it's because they I don't even think they're inherently the a bad thing. I don't think they're inherently bad. I think that they can very quickly become bad. Yes. Um, you just got to, you know, keep yourself in check and shit. Yeah. So, like, you know, we all have parasocial relationships. And, like, it is true that parasocial relationships are, like, the worst they will ever be currently because it's easiest now to develop those parasocial relationships than it ever has been. Um, You know, back... In, like, the early 1900s, obviously, we didn't have all these, like, technologies and things. So, like, you know, they weren't people that, like, you knew their life very often, you know. If you were a big, you know, Ernest Hemingway fan, um, and you had that parasocial relationship with him, it was more about his stuff, you know, what he would write, as opposed to his life. Although, his life is fucking fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said Ernest Hemingway? Yeah. Yeah, dude. As we know um, from fucking... Randy writes a novel. Randy writes a novel. Sorry, hang on. I'm ordering food. Again, I am not making this shit up. I have to pee again. Um, hold on, let me just... Our Bo Burnham episodes are always pretty long. Yeah, we, uh, this one especially because we got a lot to say. Yeah. I don't want to spend more money today, but I have no choice. Um, and I'm getting anyway. Um, it is just a bit that really sucks me in. Like I was. You know, enjoying it, watching it, smiling, chuckling a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. But, like, when this came on, it just pulled me right the fuck in. Yeah. I I love the way, like... So, I've said... I think I said it when we were watching both Make Happy and and Inside. Um, Bo Burnham's closers are always really, really good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So he knows how the fuck he knows how the fuck to one he knows how the fuck to put on a show two he knows how to close out of that fucking show yeah so when I think about that I think of four specific uh, songs of his we think we know you mm-hmm. from what um, rant from make happy which is really fucking good and then all eyes on me and goodbye both from inside mm-hmm. so. I think, I've said it before, I think Goodbye is his magnum opus. Yes, you have said this before. Um, I think just, like, musically that song is amazing. I think emotionally that song is incredibly intense. 
Um, and I've said, all eyes on me is Bo Burnham at his most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rant, Rant is him probably at his angriest. Mm-hmm. Um, it is his critique of of what it's like to be kind of famous. And I think, I'd say, I'd say I think famous with someone who's got like severe anxiety. Yeah. So I think rant and um, we think we know you are very similar mm-hmm. in that same kind yes. of vein. Yeah. Um, very much so. It's just the only difference is the amount of fame and what it does to you at that age. Right. So like, you know, being 22, he was reasonably famous. I mean, it's a weird. He was term a vi- he was a, vi- a big viral YouTube sensation in the early days of YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then make happy being a really big comedian. Uh, arguably at the peak of his career at that point. Yeah. So, I really do like. I like that as well. I don't really consider that a comedy thing, though. It's not. It's super. There are. I mean, there are some, there are some jokes are in it a little bit, but it's not. But it's that's not that's the really same thing with Rant. Like Rant, yeah. he literally says, "Like you want me to be, uh, you want me to be smart, introspective, and funny." Nah, 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 nah. Batman. Like there's <laughs> jokes in there, but it's like they're just kind of there to break up the tension. So Holden, <sighs> yeah. Out of ten. Mouthfuls of invisible water. <laughs> what would you rate the special? Um, ten years ago, I would have given this a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I do. I would give it an eight point five to a nine. I'm gonna give it a solid seven. Okay. I didn't laugh a whole lot. I didn't really have any bust out funny moments. I, though, to be fair, this has stuck with me. For the last decade or so, mm-hmm. I've and been quoting it for the yeah, last decade. I've I've heard the phrase the the phrase off the chain hook has been in my head for <laughs> years. I didn't realize it came from this. Um, that being said, I was thoroughly entertained. I and I was engrossed, obviously, by the very end. And there's some parts that have aged poorly. There are some parts that just didn't really work in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I actually don't know if I really recommend it. Um, if you've never seen Bo Burnham ever, I don't think I would. I would yeah. say start with like Make Happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have seen all the other Bo Burnham and you haven't seen this, I definitely say give it a watch. Now I'm just thinking of his best Vine. Is there anything better than Pussy? Yes, yes a, a really, really good, good book. book. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this episode. But before we go, I mean. So that brings us to the end of talking about this special. But before we go, Holden, what funny this week? So this happened a couple nights ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I go on like Discord calls with some work friends pretty often, um, but we haven't done it in a little while. And the other night, someone was just like, "Hey, come hang out in in the in the VC." I was like, "Word." So we jump in there and then it's it pops off. There's a bunch of us in there. And there's this one coworker. We'll we'll call him Pony Boy. <laughs> um no, well this one co- coworker, there's a running joke that we have that 
he is having an affair with another one of our coworkers. Uh, basically that he's cheating on his girlfriend with, <laughs> with one of our coworkers. Uh-huh. Cause one of our other coworkers very clearly has a crush on him. Right. Um, keep in mind, these are, they're, they're young kids, not, okay. not young. They're, they're, I mean, that's young, but still they're 17. Right. So we're just kind of fucking around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and then, so we're making fun of him in this call. And while we're making fun of him in this call, this other coworker of ours joins. She's not the brightest bulb on Broadway, <laughs> um, but I love her to death. She's awesome. And we're making jokes and <laughs> someone made that joke and she goes, wait, they're a thing. <laughs> and then everyone in the call minus myself, because I couldn't stop laughing at what they were doing was like, yes, yes, they're a thing, but don't tell his girlfriend because he's cheating on his girlfriend with, like, just fully convincing her. Oh, my the whole, fucking and, God. And everyone was like, don't text her. Like, it's not your fucking place. Like, he said they have an understanding. Like, every, like, oh I could God. not, because she's very gullible. <laughs> That's, I, wow. I almost <laughs> pissed my pants. I almost pissed my pants. And I almost threw up. I was laughing so hard. Oh, my fucking God. And I use the same mic for this show that I do for talking in calls on Discord. So I have a noise gate set up on Discord. So they no one could hear how hard I was laughing. <laughs> there was a point where I was straight wheezing directly into the microphone and no one could hear it. And every and my one friend Chris was like, "Yo, you've been uh, kind of quiet. You want to chime in?" And I was like, "Dude, I have not stopped laughing since you guys have started this." That's bit. fucking funny. I after uh, after she left the call, I was like, "Guys, you someone has to tell her that that's just a joke because she will actually fuck with his whole with his whole stuff." My God. Anyway. That brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at DonutDaddy, Donut underscore Daddy. You can also find my poetry you can also find my poetry project on Instagram at Poetry Pity Party. And we will be back next week with Mark Marin Too Real, which is available on Netflix. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.